any question, anybody. It doesn't mean I have answer for every every question you're going to put up, particularly in this. Uh, I think it's a very important issue, but I don't pretend to have all the answers, but we can share the ideas if you have any questions. Talked about how something that is not mind cannot manifest mind, but at the same time, mind can manifest things which are other than mind. You know, this mind can manifest matter. There are many stories of the Buddhas incarnating, you know, like becoming a flower or become, becoming a, a physical object that would not be apparently sentient. So there's that piece, and then if that is in fact the case. Then can those two really be separated? Can you say that the really matter really is other than mind? And then the other question that was more pressing is that when actually, from the point of view of becoming enlightened or achieving the total integration, Buddha nature, that very often it's spoken that there are limitless manifestations and that one can manifest limitless numbers of form bodies and beings. And I assume that all those form bodies all have some consciousness which activates them, or some sentience which activates them. Are they all somehow connected to that original source of Buddhahood? Or are they all individual consciousnesses? And if so, does that mean that new consciousness does arise or not? I mean, I think a very important question. Uh, number one, you said there is a Buddha manifested in the different forms and this and that. Is it? I mean, it is a well-known Sutra stories. Everybody knows about it. They talk about it. I don't know. I don't have answer for that. But on the other hand, non-consciousness does not become consciousness. But does not say consciousness does not become other way around. But it is a very weak point I'm raising. Because it should be the same way. Same way. Or maybe the manifestation is something different than in that case all manifestations will become unreal. That's also another problem. I don't know. I don't have answer for that. I don't know. Something we have to think and find out. Number one. Uh, number two, you said manifestations of this and that. Um, that's there. I mean, you see those lamas, if you look look in the Chandra one Chandra becomes five Chandra. And then they say a question and say, what is this? They said, one is a body, one is mind. Maybe it's a Tibetan excuse. Uh, I mean, yeah, who knows, really, you know. Uh, maybe it is about an excuse. Maybe it is connected. Uh, maybe it is. Um, maybe it is possible. Since a manifestation, manifestation. I think the people it become impossible to manifestate, and the manifestation might not be a new consciousness. Basically, in Buddhist principle. I mean, the Buddha made it absolutely clear, no new consciousness. I hope it's not like George Bush's no new tax. <laughs> it's a no new consciousness. <laughs> One minute, I'm not finished. No new consciousness. 
But in the case of many recitations, and it may be possible to accept it as possible. If you can able to manifestate five consciousnesses, so each one of those five consciousnesses be able to function by itself to a certain extent, and then when later, when one of those consciousnesses reach at the level of the Buddha, then all of them reach at the level of the Buddha, it may be. You know, like the emptiness. When you encounter with the emptiness of one object, you encounter with the emptiness of all the objects, such as Maybe like that. In the manifestation, the persons are capable of manifesting. So it is, it is a manifestation. It's, I don't know what the word manifestation means in English. But the translation of what we do in Tibetan is a tuba, which means, uh, tuba means from a one object, you sort of appeared in the different ways. So the word tuba really means tuba, and this is called tushi, means the basis of the tuba. And then this base, from this base, you form so many things, but you will finally become this one. So under that sort of thing, it may not be a new consciousness. It may be one consciousness be able to manifest at different forms and finally dissolve into oneness. The second part of the question is probably that is the answer. The first one, I really don't know. Alfred. When you say that there's a stream of consciousness and uh, discontinuity it is the potentiality. But I, I think the Buddha nature is the, the human consciousness itself as a Buddha nature. When it is activated by effort and then it becomes the, the non-static uh, growing nature, when it is not activated or even it was mistreated, mistreated. The person is not bothering, doing nothing, totally doing opposite thing, doing the wrong thing. It was mistreating the uh, nature, mistreating the Buddha nature within the individual. So I don't. I hate to say it's a potential. I think it's the mind itself. The moment you say potential, it is become other than mind itself, some kind of a capability. If I understand the language correctly, something something other than mind itself. So I I can't I have a difficulty taking that because then it becomes non-consciousness become a consciousness of enlightened being. That is the problem. Problem is not here at the end because you you will know where you went wrong because when you're getting wrong. Then you know you got it wrong. 
to certain extent to have the true you don't know whether it's doing the right thing or wrong thing. But when you reach at end level, you know it was wrong. So then what was wrong? So you trace them back. So probably this will become problem. Buddha nature our mind, that which travels from life to life, or it's not the delusions? That also I have a problem with that too. It is true, because the Buddha nature has to be virtuous nature. So the mind itself, if I said the mind is a virtuous nature, that's another problem. So is it a potential? That is another problem. I think it's a sort of a positive mind itself. Positive mind itself is a Buddha nature. Is it Buddha nature a part of what I perceive as mind? Or at, is it at this moment, at this moment we have to say it is the mind. I don't think we can call it the quality of the mind. I think the mind is, and when that has a positive, positive mind, you know, our positive mind is our mind, our negative mind is our mind. Mind itself might not be negative or might not be positive, but a positive mind is mind, negative mind is mind. If you say, is it our mind positive or negative, probably neutral. Because when you mention these qualities, uh, where one can see if Buddha nature unfolds. So that means those qualities like uh, generosity or giving or whatever you call it, so they show there is Buddha nature in an awakening process. So those things, they finally make up the Buddha, those states of mind. So before that, there is the potentiality that those things can grow. I mean, I get you, but the moment you use the word potentiality, I mean, this may be very technical. It may be very, very technical. But uh, sometimes we have to ignore the technical because of the basic principle. But sometimes the technicals are the part of the principle. So this may be very technical to so many people, but uh, I prefer not to call potential. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Because the moment you say, as I mentioned, the moment you say potential, I see other than mine sort of capability accompanied with mind. So if that is so, then uh, something else happens, you know. So for all practical purpose, you can say the, our being itself is the, the being. I mean, we are human beings. We have to have something called human being inside. And that being itself is a, a kind of a bodhanaja. We may say that way. At this, at the, for the time being. But when the individual develops after a little while, then you begin to, I think the distinction they will make by themselves automatically, little later. And start to be a little more careful because the tape's going everywhere. So that's why, so that people don't get misunderstanding. So that's what it is. Y yes, yes, lady over here. You explained very well consciousness. That was very clear. Like when you said the sentence, uh, non-mind cannot be mind or non-consciousness cannot be consciousness, I have a come to the term, to understand what non-mind or non-consciousness really is. I think like matter cannot become a mind. In other words, the, the rocks and the trees and the, the materials cannot become a mind. That's what it is. Mind. 
Yeah, I hope it's a little better than that. Ultimately, if so one thing, whatever is our present position is another thing. So, I mean, if you accept the soul or the consciousness, whatever you may call it, right, the soul or consciousness, I can't say it is equal to that of the rocks or the trees. So slightly different. So when you call down to an absolute truth in emptiness and then oneness, that is, I think, is a different level together. But basically, in the relative level, I think we have to accept that as a separate. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. How can people aid someone they know who has died? What can a normal person do? Or, or is a person when they die separate from the living and thus only subject to their own karma? Can we do something for them? I think we can do something for them. It is basically subject to their own karma, but every karma is also conditioned. This is not so simple as it is. Every karma has to have its own condition. Without a condition to right, the karma cannot function. Karma is also has its own check and balance. I mean, it is very complicated. Individual has check and balance with karma. Karma has check and balance of terms and conditions. So what the individual can, when somebody dies, I mean, the question of praying. Now, for example, right? If you if you're a Christian, you go to the church and pray. If you are following Judaism, you go to whatever synagogue or whatever. And uh, if you're a Hindu Buddhist, go to temple. Or, so all this, and even then you say, please pray or send you a good thoughts. These are our normal language we use, right? Even in New Age, you say send your good thoughts and so on. But what does that really do? I think it has to intervene and for the conditions. Though we as an ordinary being might not have that much power to intervene in there, but those extraordinary beings, whether it's God level or Buddha level, whatever it is, they may have more power than us to be able to intervene there. This intervention will only intervene on the conditions. Not on the calm, but on the conditions. When the conditions something right, and then it gets. It is almost, I give the example, it is almost look like, you know, if you look in those uh, Star Wars movies, it is the consciousness, when it leaves the body, it is sort of, so you gone out of the spaceship, and gone in that big open thing. And then if you flow, I mean, it's absolutely flowing it, flowing it until you click to something. And if you click to a good karma, and then it will hold there for a while. If you click to a bad karma, it will hold there for a while. And to unclick is uneasy. And to where to get a click is very easy because you're floating. It's almost like you have a magnet suit and you're floating and then wherever it gets stuck, you can stuck there. And then unstucking that is going to be difficult. So the conditions are the other floating items, whether it is the good or bad. 
So these are the conditions, and your own karma is pushing it. This is the sort of vivid example you can think, because you can see the Star Trek movies. So the people goes out of that and gets lost somewhere, and the floating around, you can see those pictures, right, on television. So it is like that. And when you sort of go in that open space, carrying out by the force of karma, and then sort of going around and floating, it depends on where you're going to click. Once you click that, and then it's going to be stuck there, and you try to form it, and you try to function it over there. So that's what it is. These are the conditions. And I think they can intervene, like the wind blow or movement, whatever it is, like that, and conditions have the intervention. So you can't, and some people try to rule out completely the third party play, like whether it's enlightened beings or God or whatever it is, they try to cut out completely, saying that totally on karma, sure, it's a totally on karma, but karma is also and balance by the conditions. You really have to move. I think this is a very strong sort of step by a lot of those steps are involved in it. How do you um, identify mind and consciousness? I, d- I don't know anything about that. I don't think it's a physical. If it's a physical, it has to be born with the, our physical thing. So I think we have gone beyond that. Brain is something we just got out of I mean, this is a physical brain, whatever you have. Maybe I'm wrong. I, mean, I presume this is we grow out in this uh, form itself, which is basically we got from the parents, and which is become bigger and bigger, and then you have that brain inside, right? And, and the consciousness is uh, something which is related, which maybe they're using the brain as a tool, but something untangible, colorless. It is something beyond that. It may be functioning through the brain as a tool, so physically using it. And as Eastern said, the soul remains at the heart, and the consciousness remains in the heart, and the Western still tell you it remains in the brain, right? So whatever it is, neither the heart nor the brain is consciousness. And it may be a symbol, a tool through which they may be able to, to communicate to all these five other senses and uh, the principal sense. It's a sort of a communication channel for me. Brain is nothing more than communication channel. Or maybe a station, if you want to be bigger than that. It's a sort of a, a station where all these messages going back and forth and flowing and accepting and rejecting it and all this. And the movement and all this are definitely, it is through that. So consciousness has to be separate than that. And uh, I don't think it has any shape or color, because it's mind. I think that is the division comes, mind and the physical. Physical has form, shape, color. Consciousness is the basis on which you carry all your experience. Consciousness is the basis on which you carry even the memories. The consciousness is the basis on which you carry your previous experience. I don't think brain is capable of doing that much.